indeed there are more questions than answers like since the 4th of july falls on wednesday do you drink the weekend before the weekend after that wednesday the entire week or the entire month entire Entire month (laughs) oh Oh. (laughs) i think we're at cross purposes there you've started already haven't you what celebrating the defeat of the english it's too soon i tell you no never hi america (laughs) Hello world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events. Strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Now, each week, We place our ear against the bedroom wall. We're taking bets. The last thing my mother listens to before she goes to bed, her unconscious mind snores. Let's see what she was listening to tonight. (laughs) Oh, yes. Men at work. Land down under. (laughs) Quality music. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and elevescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Heather's never been on a diet but she once accidentally ate trail mix with no M&Ms in it. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Heather Morris. Wow. I also wish to introduce... The mad and crazy! (laughs) Michelle Corrie. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. 
Michelle found her first grey pubic hair today. Normally things like this don't bother her, but it was in her Big Mac. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Michelle. (laughs) They're mad. They're bad. They're paranormal. This is season three, episode 21. So we run into the first round that we call general lack of knowledge. With the ESP gong of infinite knowledge, let me ring the infinite knowledge nong. Gollidge Nong. <laughs> That's a rather impressive Gollidge Nong, isn't it? Yes. Did you know I was fluent in Taiwanese? Mm. With the ESP, the clairvoyance of facts and the mediumship of statistics. On this day in 1944, Gary Busey was born. Oh, so happy God. birthday to Gary Busey. Happy birthday, don't kill me. Lethal weapon, Predator 2, point break, under siege and fear and loathing in Las Vegas for the first time on MQTA Radio. I can't believe that strange and fascinating facts about Gary Busey. Oh, my God. I love him. No. In March 2012, Gary Busey was playing the reincarnation of a dog in a rather poor film called Quigley. In one scene, he was on a set made to look like heaven, but he stopped the filming and complained. I need to know why he stopped the filming for your first points of the evening. Miss Morris, what are we going with? Because it didn't look enough like heaven. It didn't look enough like heaven. Yes. You're sticking with that, are you? Yes. Caused a fight, you know. Yes. Had to delay it. They lost three days of filming over this, I might add. Yes. So he's playing the reincarnation of a dog. Yes. It's a scene where it's set in heaven. Mm-hmm. And Gary Busey stopped filming. Yep. Because it doesn't look enough like heaven. True. Michelle. Why did he stop the filming? Cost them a lot of money. Because he didn't think there would be dogs in heaven. That's a very good answer. The answer is the fact that he once died and he was complaining he didn't look enough like heaven. (laughs) Thank you. Miss Morris starts the show with her I win. Let's play I win. Now let's play you don't win. It's many a slip, twixt cup and lip. I keep forgetting to lock my notes away. When five minutes before the show starts, I go and squeeze the lemon. What is? You're rifling through all my stuff, aren't you? I don't rifle through nothing. You're looking at everything. It's 100% true because he's been to heaven, apparently, and they have different types of sofas there, and they definitely don't have mirrors. It's true. It's true. Or orthodontists. Or orthodontists. (laughs) This is true. Or eyes. We could go through a lot of things that we don't think heaven has got. We could be here some time. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then everything else after that was made in China. (laughs) Extra points to be won. He then had a fight with an actor playing an angel. And this is very just throwaway, and I just thought I'd put it out there. But it doesn't end there. There was a fight he had with an actor playing an angel on the same set at the same time. And I'd just like you to tell me why. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Um, Because they weren't godly enough. Weren't divine. No. Not enough divination. They sin too much. Too much of that singing lark. Sin, not singing. too much singing. I don't like them angels singing all the time. Not enough glee. Don't trust anyone who sings. (laughs) I think there's plenty of glee when everyone's prancing around in a dress and playing a harp. I think there's glee pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Miss Corrie? Because he likes to stay busy. He had a fight with an actor playing an angel because the angel actor had also died and they came to blows (gasps) how heaven should actually look. (laughs) 
So it was the same answer as I gave before. Yes. Yes. I tell you what, I'll give you more points. You're up to four. Ooh. Ooh. But yes, they were actually having an argument that came to blows on the set because they'd both died and gone to heaven and they both had different views of what kind of sofas they would have in heaven. And that is 100% true. Mm. March 2012 on the set of the film Quigley. There we are. Gary Busey dedicated an entire YouTube video to designing what when he was on a river. So he's floating down the river. He's got an entire episode of this dedicated to YouTube. I have watched this this very afternoon. I just Tell want me to what know. it has to do with. Air, water, or sea? Fire. So he's on an inflatable. <laughs> water is sea. Never mind. So you're asking whether it's air, water, or sea. When in the question I said he's floating down the river on an inflatable. Yes, but I need to. Okay, it's reason, air, water, and sea. How's them apples? Well, I'm sitting there thinking that he's trying to figure out how to create a balloon to float above the water. He wants a balloon to float across the water. Is he touching the water or is he clear of the water? I don't know. It's just a balloon and water and toes. That's all I'm... Balloon, water and toes is your answer. Yeah. Okay, you're spreading your chips very thinly here, aren't you? I know. You put them on red, black and a zero for green. I can't help it. Michelle Corey, he's floating down the river. He's on a flotation device. He's done an entire episode on YouTube. What is he making? What was he like to put together there? He macrameed a hanging owl. Wow, your mind and walnut goes into some some very strange... You must have some very vivid dreams, Miss Corrie. I gave her some love teeny. She's fine. Yes, I can see the alcohol is flowing very freely this evening, ladies. When I said, you know, celebrate the 4th of July all month... Yeah. We're actually in July, yeah? I just thought I'd share that. We're practicing. You're celebrating Christmas in November. This is what's happening. What? Wow. Well, a waterproof flotation device made from an inner tube that can be camouflaged also allowed him to practice the ancient art of onanism, self-gratification in the comfort of his own river. So he's turned a flotation device floating on the river into a one-man onanism machine. Yes, Miss Morris? Mm, Read a story, not going to read it this week. But did you know they have now made one of those flotation waterbeds for women with big chests so they can lay on their stomach? Does it have a divot? Yep. Ooh. Two big divots, like a couple of bunkers around a golf hole. Yes, it's like two egg holders. Lovely. Ostrich egg holders. Nice. <laughs> yes. And you've got pictures of such a thing. I'm floating on one. Well, imagine if Gary Busey... <laughs> I can see that you've got all the equipment for that to happen, Miss Morris. What if you have a big butt? Ooh. Turn it round. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, but you're going to have to lay on your back. <laughs> I think it can double up, to be honest. It's two for the price of one right there, isn't it? He did a very similar thing to that, but he did it for a man. No, really? He then went to add, he added to this, he said, men can use it and benefit from it because the inner tube won't get pregnant. No, what? A, he's angling. He's at angling. That point. Noodling. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, I'm going to catch me some musky. Oh, Oh, God, you wouldn't survive that. A couple of panfish, maybe. (laughs) Uh. Wow. Apparently, there was a big paddle sale at the local boat store, and it was quite an ordeal. (sighs) More drink. I love this show. (laughs) I love this show. We're also wishing a happy birthday today to Colin James Hay, the Australian guitarist and singer with 
men at work where women glow and men chunder was born today in 1953 i love colin james hey i just thought i'd share that with you if you want to see an amazing song go and look at the acoustic version right acoustic mm. land down under colin hay you will find that on youtube that is an amazing song he has done there in an acoustic version he tells a joke at the beginning he's a very very funny man so for the first time in the history of nq ta radio i can't believe that strange and fascinating laws about men at work these are labor laws from all over the world in new zealand employment law says you can cut an employee's pay by 10 percent for wearing a funny what sandal wearing a funny sandal what just one yes the symmetry of the flip-flop sandal was sadly lacking in the man who only had one leg it's either a sandal or a hat i'm going both ends (sighs) you're gonna go both ends yes if you had to commit to one if i said to you pull the trigger commit to one i'm not having you spreading your chips about sandal or hat oh both you can't have both. Life's not but like I that. Want it's a hat. You cannot, sandal. You can't have your cake <laughs> and eat it. That's actually a, it's actually illegal in South Dakota to have your cake and eat it. Did you know that? Mm. Also, life isn't a bowl of cherries. Apparently, you can't have that what either. Is? South Dakota, there's a lot of laws you can't have. No Top or bottom, or Morris. I will freaking go hat. You're going hat. Wow. You're going to go with hat. So in New Zealand, you're saying if you come to work sandal. in a funny hat, change my mind you're again. <laughs> There's a radio show in here trying to get out. You know whatever's happening here, you're going to argue at one point. You're going to be so unhappy. What are we committing to? I'm confused. Sat. It's a sat. It's a sandal. I'll go with the sandal. You're going to go with a handle or a sat? Yes, right. You're going sandal? (laughs) Yes. Michelle Corey, what are you going to go with? Mustache. You're going to go with a mustache. The answer is hat. Oh, oh Mudge, I can't even reach you right now. <laughs> yes, missiles will be raining down from the control booth. I can see them getting lined up as we the speak. The new control booth. I asked you to commit to one or the other, didn't I? You see I why I wanted you to commit? If Michelle, I don't like you. I wanted to say hat. If, if Michelle was as stupid as you look, she'd have gone to the other one and known that it was either one or the other. Oh, wow. So at the moment you said sandal, Michelle should have said hat. Thought For some reason it. she said moustache. Wow. Every time I'm sad, I imagine a T-Rex trying to put a hat on. It makes me happy. It cheers me up. I will call him Bob. Bob has very small stumpy arms, apparently. They're not very long at all. He can't do anything with them. Knock, knock. Who's there? Well, it's not Bob, is it? (laughs) In Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Why are you laughing? Because I love this show. (laughs) I'm not laughing. In Saudi Arabia, I would be banned from working in this kind of store. I just want to know what kind of store that is. Speedo. Labor laws. (laughs) Yes, you're in Saudi Arabia. You're in Riyadh. You're thinking, I know, I need to get myself some budgie smugglers. I'm off to the Speedo store. I'm not allowed to work in the Speedo store, apparently. Or the sandal store. You're not allowed to work. That would be a huge business in Saudi Arabia, wouldn't it? Working in a sandal store, do you not think? Yes. Sandals and Speedos. Sandals yeah. and Speedos. S&S Incorporated. 
Nice. We'll have to register that. Yes. We could make an absolute killing from egg timers out there. Mm-hmm. I try to share that with you. We'll never yeah. be short of sand, will we? Sandals, I go. I'm not allowed to work in a sandal shop. No. You sure you don't want hat? Yes. Okay. You, you definitely don't want hat. Right. Michelle, what am I not allowed to do in this store? I'm not allowed to work there. It's the law in Saudi Arabia. What kind of store is that? Um... A lady's undergarments shop. I shall give you more or points. Or I am not allowed to work in a women's clothes shop. Women don't feel uh-huh. comfortable buying these products from men, say the local government. There you go. Back in the day, my ex tried to use a credit card for online shopping by inserting it into the floppy port of the PC, and I couldn't get it out. I just thought I'd share that with you. It's 100% true, I tell you. In New Jersey, it is illegal to wear what? When committing a murder. So forget the murder aspect. Blood up the walls. You've got your chainsaw. Everything's going very well. American flag. SWAT team turns up. If you're wearing this, you've got problems. You're not allowed to wear the American flag. I think that's the law anyway. I think the American flag well, I'm going with is it. a law that you're not actually allowed to wear that on clothing. No, you can't. I believe that to be true. We covered this in a show some weeks ago. Well, I'm saying it. Okay, you're not allowed to commit a murder in New Jersey. New Jersey. How am Jersey. I doing? Jersey. I live Terrible. in New Jersey. Wearing this garment. And you're going to go with a flag. Yes. What are you going to go with, Miss Corey? Sandals. You're going to go with sandals. You can't say sandals for every question. Hat. It's actually a bulletproof <laughs> vest, would you believe? You're not allowed to wear a bulletproof vest in New Jersey when committing a murder. Apparently, it makes the police... Harder for them to kill you whilst you're committing your murder if you oh, were a bulletproof Well, darn vest. that. I tried an attempted murder once, but I can only find two kinds of crow. <sighs> and if you get that joke, I already have more respect for you than when we started the show. More On drink. this day, in 1967, the American actress Jane Mansfield was decapitated in a car crash. So, for the very first time in the history of more questions than answers, I can't believe that strange and fascinating facts about Jane Mansfield. Ooh, I was hoping decapitation. Yes, questions on (laughs) decapitation. And the answer's not sandals. Maybe. At the age of seven, she would stand in her parents' driveway and play with this to any passerby that came along. I would like you to tell me what she was... A hula hoop. Playing with a hula hoop. Jane Mansfield. This is how she got Or a jump rope. Oh, here we go. (laughs) So, given the choice, are we going hula hoop or jump rope? Jump rope. You're You're sure? Yep. 100% 100% sure. Yep. You don't want any other choice than jump no. rope. Michelle Corey. What was she playing with in the yard? Did any passerby? Uh, quite a crowd would turn up, to be honest. She'd have a crowd Ooh, of people Oh, I want to change my hula hoop again. Oh, for the <laughs> love of Christ. I tell you what, I'll give you both. I'm feeling philanthropic. My generosity knows no bounds. You shall have both. You can have hula hoop and jump rope. How's um. that? You'll be wrong twice, of course. Baton. You're going to go with baton. She used to play the violin, apparently. She'd do impromptu impromptu concerts in the driveway. People would turn up. She was seven years Mm. old, apparently. Do you know the difference between a viola and a violin? Yes. A violin appears smaller in comparison to the large head of a viola owner. 
<sighs> Let me write a really nice melody for the second violin part, said no composer ever. Do you know she had an IQ of 163 and she could speak five languages? So she played the part of the chesty blonde in a very Marilyn Monroe kind of way. I don't even know who she is. You've no idea who Jane Mansfield is? Nope. There's a very famous scene of oh. Mickey Rooney standing next to Jane Mansfield. And let's face facts, she looked like two Zeppelins tying for a race. I only know him from National Velvet. Who? Mickey? Who am I trying to say? Mickey Rooney? Yeah. I have no idea. Just go on YouTube, look at the Oscars where Mickey Rooney is literally at the same height as the world that's on her balcony. And it's a very funny scene. But she is an actress and a very famous one at that. I don't believe you. She went underneath the back of a tractor trailer and i'm not going to go into the grisly details but after that incident do you know the bars that you get on the back of trailers that stop cars from going underneath it's actually called a mansfield bar you leave this show with more than you arrive with mansfield recorded two songs in 1965 all you need to tell me is what musician played the guitar and bass on those two songs there that's all you've got to do so 1965 she's releasing an album of songs i just want you to tell me who the bass player and guitar player was on that album it's a fairly simple task are they part of a band you would recognize them uh i was hoping princess leia and han would call their first son guitar oh god i've got time i can wait i I have i've got another 40 minutes i can wait Rolling Stones. You're the Rolling Stones played on her album. So Keith Richards then. Sure. Okay. Miss Corey. Is it one person or two people? I'm looking for one person. He played the bass and the guitar. Jimi Hendrix. You are on absolute fire. This is a pre-famed session guitarist by the name of Jimi Hendrix in 1965. You are up to a remarkable power call. That is six. You're out of my era. What am I supposed to do? I wasn't born in a barn, but I had to choke my own chicken. <laughs> Excuse me? I wasn't born until 75. That was then. But you want every question, do you? <laughs> to be after 1975 and involve some shape Sandals. or form. A sandal or an umbrella. <laughs> I'll see what I can do for you next week. That was then. But this is now. We move to our favorite part of the show. It's the mailbag. <laughs> You're going to love the mailbag. Mm. These are your messages of support, your letters. If you want to write to us, you can go to Facebook right now. You can go to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, and we will read out your posts. Leslie and I were posted. Finally got the old man to listen to the show. (laughs) No panties, a psychic pig, and now he calls the restroom the mushroom. Great work, guys. (laughs) Yes. If you have no idea what we're talking about, why weren't you listening to last week's show? (laughs) Dang it. Leslie is listening first, of course, at 10 p.m. on the Dark Matter Digital Network. You can catch us every week, week in, week out. We've been doing it for five years. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. Stephen posted, I listened to Friday night's show on the Dark Matter Digital Network radio. I thought it was very funny. I like the segment on the cheese shop that wasn't a segment that actually happened to me (laughs) that actually genuinely took place that week in wisconsin i don't know why anyone would not understand adrian 
I also thought Adrian did a very good Sean Connery impression. <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate these things. Shouldn't you say that in an accent? I really appreciate this thing. <laughs> wow. Your daughter's got great nipples. More drink. I was at a Christmas party some years ago, and a rather rude lady came up to me, and we were chatting. And the lady said to me, I can't understand a single word you're saying. And then very rudely, she turned to everyone else in the room, talked about me in the third person, and said, does anyone else understand what he's saying while I'm standing there? And to the credit of everyone else in the room, they looked at her and said, no, we can understand him. And then she turned back to me and said, how do you even get on in this country? What do you even do for a job? How do you even manage over here? What do you do? And I said, I'm a radio show host. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what more I'm supposed to do at that point. There's no plan B, is there? Do you see what I'm saying? Now, if you missed last week's show, if you've missed any of our shows, everything is archived for you. All five years worth of shows, back to back, completely free are available on SoundCloud. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, you can listen to them on long journeys in the car. You can listen to them while you're perusing the cheese shop. You can walk through Saudi Arabia in your sandals. But alas, you're not allowed to work in a woman's shop. You can listen to Jimi Hendrix in the background. It's all there for you on SoundCloud. More questions than answers. MQTA Radio. And if you're listening now... On any of our platforms, why don't you write us a really nice review? Say good job, MQTA team. Or you can give us a little orange love heart. Just click on that. And remember, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we cannot do on air. So at the top of the hour, when we've spent the entire week looking through all the stories of the world, we come across stuff that's perhaps a little bit naughty. 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 A little bit laden with innuendo. Innuendos. It could be perceived as being a little bit sexual. Crazy. Mm. It's laden up and down with filth. Some people say it's their favourite part of the show. Favourite. So, if you wish <laughs> to get a little bit extra, if you want a little Easter egg, at the very moment this show finishes tonight, jump over to SoundCloud, MQTA Radio, and we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth, ultimately, that we can't read out on air for fear of being removed. Or getting a hefty fine. But we are on many, many platforms, Miss Morris. We're on iTunes. Yeah. TuneIn. Yeah. Stitcher. Yeah. Spotify. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and that is brand new, folks. Brand new as of this week. Yes. Yep. We got accepted into Spotify. Woohoo! Brussels Sprouts. Brussels Sprouts. What else are we on? Castbox. If you can't find us, FM player. You've only got yourself to or play. Player FM. You're just making up random words no, now. No, I think anything that catches a freaking podcast, look for us. We'll find you. We will be we'll on there. We are, we are we'll omnipresent. Yes, we'll come <laughs> knocking on your door. Hi. <laughs> I have to say, based on all of that, we actually had some issues this week, didn't we, with the weather. Oh, oh God. Over here in southwest Minnesota. It was bad. So bad. We lost our studio. We did. Floods. Water as far as the eye can see. The yeah. guy next door was building an ark. I've now got web feet. Miss Morris is suffering with trench foot. That's true. So we did get rather, but we carry on. This is the thing. I'm an Aries. We put our head down. We plow on through. We're actually doing this on a boat in the middle of a lake as we speak. Yeah. Bloop. I don't know what we're doing with those flotation devices, but I'm sure we'll get taken off air very soon. Yeah. But we do. We plow on through. We didn't let it stop us. We've been mopping water all week. Yeah. We put some insurance claims in. We've lost a lot of our equipment. We did. But are we complaining? Are we moaning? No. no. We're here. Come Drinking. rain. 
comes Cheyenne, the stiff British upper lip, ploughing on through stubbornly. Is that all you've got? We can do better than that, can't we? Diana in Minnesota posted, I hope everything is dried out for you for all of next week's show. You Yay. are amazing and do a great job Aww. with the show. Aww, thank thank you. you. Diane posted that on Facebook where we have 6,100 listeners, of course, and you can join us on there. All of the stories of the week, the jokes, the camaraderie, the cartoons, yeah. the ribbings, the roastings, everything is there. The squirrels. The mm-hmm. stories that mm-hmm. we can't read out because we don't have enough time during the course of of the week and you can join us on twitter as well my twitter account is adrian underscore lee underscore tips and we now have a hundred and one thousand followers on there that happened this morning up mm-hmm. to a hundred and one thousand wow. now the reason i'm reading out the fact that we got flooded and we lost all of our equipment and everything we own in our studio yeah was the fact that we have a patreon account mm-hmm. this show's free it will always be free we enjoy what we do we love getting together every friday the ladies enjoy the drinking. Yep. I enjoy the yeah. camaraderie and the loose-fitting clothing. And the loose women. And the loose women. <laughs> From the drinking? Have another one. But if you wish to donate, I have got time. If you wish to donate to the show, one single dollar, you can do that. If you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio. We have many patrons. John and Chris joined this week so we really really appreciate that the money goes towards all the platforms we've just read out it's actually going towards a lot of new equipment that we've had to buy this week we have lost a lot of equipment we lost soundboards we lost um leads cables we did actually lose a lot of things in that flood unfortunately but here we are we're making it work we're sat here up to our ankles in water with electricity around (laughs) us what could possibly go wrong nothing nothing John goes on to say, by the way, it's the funniest show in cyberspace. Well worth a single dollar. We can't argue with him, can we? No. No. James posted, I love this show. Wish you all the best in your recovery. And finally, Jamie has written, I am drunk with love for MQTA Radio. If music be the food of love, play on. The opening lines of Twelfth Night, I believe. Thank you, Jamie. I love Michelle for her witchiness. Yeah. Heather because she makes monsters. Yes, of course. Nathan for his laughter. Yeah. By the way, Nathan was chained to the wall when those floodwaters were rising. I've not seen him since. I think he's drowned. I've no idea where Uh-oh. he is. He's floated away into Lake Superior. Now he's a danger to shipping, apparently. Yes. And Adrian, because he would probably complain if I didn't mention him. Oh, that's true too. Wow. wow. He goes, just kidding. Adrian's quick wit is simply brilliant. <laughs> oh, lies. <sighs> There we go. I have books out at the moment. If you're looking for a summer read, which seems ironic, seeing we're up to our ankles in floodwater at the moment, but if you are looking for a summer read, I have many wondrous books about ghosts, haunting, and history. If you go to Amazon, search for Adrian Lee, and I have the book How to Be a Christian Psychic, what the Bible says about healers, mediums, and paranormal investigators. And I have 55 reviews at the moment on Amazon, and they're all fabulous. You can go on there, look at them for yourself. Everything is there for you. Miss Morris, you wanted to mention the fact today's Friday. Mm -hmm. On Sunday, Mm -hmm. we have been asked if we would like to be voted for for the podcast awards. For the best podcast 
anywhere in the world. Well, the best podcast in the comedy section. Anywhere in the world. I think the podcast awards have been going on for, I think this is their 13th year. Well, that suits us great, doesn't it? 13. I'm happy with that. Lucky 13. And so you do have to register, which we did because we thought we'd throw our hat in the ring. But the listeners have to play a part in it. They actually have to go in and say they love MQTA and we can actually win a podcast award and be put out there in the world some more. I'm telling you right now, we have 100,000 listeners in 190 Mm -hmm. countries all over the world each week we do this for free we've done it for five years we have not let the flood stop us we're sat no. here at the moment all the rugs been ripped up yeah we're having yeah. to run the cabling <laughs> through the rafters we have literally <laughs> jerry-rigged everything together with elastic bands and sticky tape yes and here we are uh-huh. putting out the show that's right. more questions than answers people mm-hmm. write to me and say they love this show week in week out i tell you what we are going to ask you to That's go right. to podcastawards.com, dot com, all yeah. one word, podcastawards.com, starting on Sunday, on Sunday. And I will post this on Facebook yep. and our other platforms. And if you don't do anything for me other than this, this will be everything I need. You need to vote for MQTA Radio. That's right. In fact, I would say, you know, if you feel bad, if you can't become a patron, yes. you can go on for free, go on podcastawards.com and go ahead and... Just submit MQTA Radio as one of your favorite comedy podcasts. And then when you're done doing that, make sure you sign up your baby son for an email account so they can do yes. it. Too. Yes, tell all your friends, spread the word. We're going to make this happen That's on right. Sunday. Yep. Sunday onwards. Yes. I'm just going to go through the listeners for this week because I, like, right. I like, I've been to 32 countries. I love traveling all over the world. Right. USA yep. number one, of course. UK yeah. yep. second. Australia. A land down under, number three. <laughs> yeah. For the first time, bearing in mind we're talking hundreds of thousands of people, for the first time there's actually a tie for fourth place. That's when right. you bear in mind the numbers involved, this uh-huh. is quite remarkable. If just one more person listens, it will tip it either way. But this week, Canada and the Bahamas are very hey, similar Bob. countries. Similar country size <laughs> very, you know, and population. Very. But Canada and the Bahamas nice. were tied for fourth. Spain then comes in at number six. We have Holland at seven, South Africa at eight, Sweden, who are doing remarkable things in the World Cup at the moment, and then Singapore. But then I looked at the top 20 to see, is there any strange and bizarre countries creeping into the top 20? Bosnia and Herzegovina, India, Hmm. Jordan, and Hungary. I know, right? This is great. This makes me very, very happy. So... Vote for us on podcastawards.com. Now, each week. Now, just may I mention really quickly, they're only going to get a month to do it. So you have to get in the votes for one month only, the only the month of July. Oh, yes, please. Perfect. Now, psychologist, chemist, Dr. C. Peters is going to read out his fascinating and random fact of the week, if you please, Dr. Peters. Billy goats urinate on their own heads to smell more attractive. To females. Perfect. Isn't that all men? Yes. Do, you, do we urinate on each other or on ourselves? What if I weed on you? I'm Depends to... if you can. Well, give me a stall and I'll be in with a chance. Wow. We move into the first round that is Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. Michelle is on a rather sticky, mellow yellow six. 
I'm yet to score, but I'm wearing my sandals and I'm very hopeful. Miss Morris is on four and she's, as we speak, listening to Jimi Hendrix LPs because she's a foxy lady. Silent. World War II ghost aeroplane terrifies locals as it flies over Derbyshire. Many witnesses claim to have seen a dark coloured Second World War aircraft gliding silently towards the ground before disappearing from view in the East Midlands. Even local media reported receiving numerous calls from people claiming to have noted a ghost plane. Or a kite. At different locations across the country. <laughs> You'd have had to have a few drinks in you, mustn't you? To not know the difference between a kite and an aeroplane. Uh-huh. Ghost plane. And some even claim it might be the apparition of a Second World War Douglas Dakota that crashed more than 70 years ago. Witnesses stated they saw the dark, fast-moving and silent aircraft sweep across the sky. I live in Leicester and me and my friends were in the back garden when we saw this plane a couple of months ago. I remember this because it was completely silent. We were both confused by it. Then another added, what if the past is replaying itself? I think that's what it is. Like a residual haunting, Miss Morris. Or a kite. However, the mystery was quickly solved with the mounting speculation forcing the RAF to rubbish the claims and explain what was really going on. Mm-hmm. Unless the military is saying it's one of their planes, when really it's a ghost plane or a UFO. Do you see what I'm saying here? Sure. A spokesman revealed it was part of a military exercise. Air Force chiefs said three military aircraft were in the area at the time of the sightings on Monday evening. A spokesman from the RAF said, The RAF can confirm that three Hercules aircraft from RAF Blaise Norton flew a routine sortie across the Derbyshire area on Monday evening. Oh no, Jenny's bought it. Look out. Ginger's gone at three o'clock. We are routinely flying over the Peak District and we increased our fleet of A400M Atlases from 8 to 22 last year. So in the last two years, we will be doing more test flights over the area. We tend to fly over the Peak District and Lake District because those areas are less populated. It makes it safer for everyone involved. Also, the challenging landscapes provide good training conditions for our pilots who need to practice flying in extreme conditions over what looks like Russia. Oh, I made the last bit up. Yeah, you did. What about the lack of sound, though? Those planes make a hell of a racket. Yeah, How's that silent? I must tell you, have you ever come across a residual or a haunting of an inanimate object, like a phantom train or a ghostly car? Do you ever recall coming across anything like that on any of our investigations? The phantom turgler. The Phantom Turbo. <laughs> Beware the it, Phantom. But you could smell smell it. it. Yes. I thought the gates of Hades had opened with so much sulfur in the air. I could almost taste it. It was sticking to the roof of my mouth like a really rich cheesecake. No, actually, just a really brief story. Do you remember doing an investigation and you actually were on my team, Adrian, and we had a phantom smell come across our vigil? Yes, we were in a hotel That's at, right. from the 1880s in Leroy, which was That's on the right. border of Minnesota and Iowa. And we were in one of the front bedrooms and the most terrible. And you do get sulfuric <laughs> smells. Do. You do. You know, if you want to read about Benjamin Franklin's experiments with mm-hmm. energy discharge and lightning, you do get unionization with That's smells right. of eggs and sulfur. Yeah. So a big energy buildup can smell sulfuric. And I have come across ghosts where that smell is linked to that. What's the caveat of that story? 
the caveat is everybody was noticing this sulfurous smell and we're all remarking on it. And so we think it's something fabulous happening to all of us. We're having contact. We're about to have a full-bodied apparition. Charged up. Absolutely. And then we get to leave the vigil. All the lights are turned on. It's not quiet anymore. We're heading out of the room. And... And one of the investigation team was listening back through his DVR and said, Oh, I've just heard myself farting. I didn't realize it was me. He heard it on the DVR. So I'm saying things like, Is there anybody there? Can you come through? And Morris is saying, I can I can feel it. The energy's rising. And then you hear That's right. And then a minute later it's like, Can you smell that sulfur? <laughs> Brace yourself. It's gonna appear. Brace yourself. Quick. <laughs> Unbelievable. I was oh, doing an investigation God. at a property. It was a Jacobean hunting lodge. It's it was, in ruins. Yeah. And it was in Bedfordshire back in Britain, in a town called Amptill. Mm-hmm. And we heard on our DVR, in real time, a horse and carriage go past. All the horses, the carriage, the whole works. And of course, there's no horse and carriage and there's no roads left. Right. So that would be a case that I can think of off the top of my head of an animate object like a car and right. an airplane. Yeah. A horse and carriage. In this example, ghost plane or just the RAF again, you decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you will see that story in full. I shall give myself two glorious Dakota points. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts? Well, I'm going to San Antonio. Oh. While a cafe in San Antonio has closed up shop after its owner has captured something unusual on camera. The On Live Hall of Fame Cafe, which opened back in November, had proven quite a hit with customers thanks to its enticing retro style and focus on old school food and music. Sounds perfect, actually. I'm loving it. I want old school music. I want old school food. That's right. On Thursday, however, its owners took the unexpected decision to close its doors after they were spooked by a seemingly inexplicable occurrence caught on one of the cafe's cctv cameras any ideas it was a phantom horseman with only one head riding his horse through the kitchen it was an ox it was an ox no i'm joking that was a headless ox or a normal (laughs) ox was it wearing sandals or a hat (laughs) in the video a barricade can be seen suddenly collapsing on its own We are closed today to make sure everyone is safe. This is so extreme. I'm just, wow. I think they were going to close anyway. Of course. Well, you know that the statistics is you're going to make it. It's usually within six to nine months. Oh, yeah. And you're not meant to make any money for the first two years. That's right. That's right. And so um, they said, we're closed to make sure everyone is safe. I get chills. My husband won't even come in here. It's weird. It's crazy. So when the people first discovered that the barricade had been knocked over, they initially believed that someone had broken in and had been prowling around the cafe. It wasn't until they checked the security footage that they realized that the barricade had actually fallen down on its own. The cafe will remain closed until a satisfactory explanation for the phenomenon can be found. And then they can charge paranormal investigation teams $400 a night to investigate. They were going to close anyway. They weren't making money. I get chills. It's bunk. They're multiplying and I'm losing control. Of your depends. (laughs) No, everything's in control. I will give you points (laughs) for being fun. A little informative, Miss Morris. You're in luck. I am. See what I did there. Mm. There's a lot of people would have missed that. You are now up to a six and you are level with Michelle. 
Duchess Haunted by Ghost in Prince Charles's Home. ITV aired a documentary on Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, this evening that permitted viewers to have an intimate look at her life. To celebrate her 70th birthday, she was filmed for a year in her life where she was made to make some surprising revelations. One of these was the big reveal that she'd been seen in a house that has a spectre and she's seen the spectre in one of Prince Charles's mansion. Dumfries House, an 18th century stately home, was the property which reportedly housed the Phantom. Camilla 70 said, If you could have seen it when the prince first spotted it, you wouldn't have believed it. But it was in the same house. It was sad, unlived in, unloved and neglected. Well, that's Prince Charles for you, but it's a little mean. (laughs) And it had a really eerie feel about it. Well, that's Prince Charles and it's a little mean. It's terrible. There was definitely a ghost without a shadow of a doubt. I walked up the steps, got into the hall and thought, I can't go any further. I literally froze. If my hair could stand on end, it would have done. Why can't it? Is the woman bald and she's going around with a wig? She shaved herself. It's a helmet. She's wearing a helmet. What about her body hair? Okay, Camilla's body hair. Not a topic we want to go towards. Not really. I remember thinking I don't want to come back and I didn't for a few years. However, Camilla admitted when she came back years later, the spirit had vanished. During the time she didn't return, the house underwent some serious £45 million renovations. By the time she came back, Camilla revealed the spirit had gone. She confessed, I walked in and whatever was there had disappeared. The whole thing seemed to be smiling again. It makes me think that the spirit was attached to an object in the house that then got removed due to the renovation or they made so much noise. The spirit said, aye, aye, I'm off. Either that or the thought of seeing Camilla naked as she was getting into bed. Because you think to yourself, I'm a ghost and a spirit. I can go anywhere I want. I can go to the girls' locker room. I can hang out in Hooters. Well, don't forget, there's a lot of old ladies getting undressed as well. It's not all fun and games, is it? Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. I don't know what she was wearing, but it needed ironing. The program charted Camilla's life and relationship with the Prince of Wales 69 and the public perception of her. Naturally, it touched heavily on Princess Diana and the controversy surrounding her divorce from the prince. It did also feature a loving tribute from her husband who spoke glowingly of his wife. My hair stood on end or she's completely round the bend. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And that story will be there for you. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Cerro Gordo, an abandoned mining town outside of California, has been owned by one wealthy family for decades, but now they have decided to sell up, putting the 300 acres of land on the market for the bargain price of $925,000. The plot hosts 22 empty buildings hidden at the end of an eight-mile steep dirt road. Ideas for the new owners have ranged from turning Cerro Gordo, which means Bat Hill, into a theme park or even a Marijuana town. I want like a to Bat own. Hill. Yes, I want a ghost town. Can you imagine the fun you could have owning your own ghost town? Slash Marijuana town. Slash Marijuana town. <laughs> imagine Bat the fun Hill you could have. <laughs> Mayor Old Man Yes. Vote for Mayor Adrian Lee. I wasn't educated here. 
That's going to be my campaign. Mm, wow. How much is this? Can we do a GoFundMe site? Yes. Estate agent Jack Rasmussen said, I would say it's not only the price that's important, but the future use. Quite a few individuals want to buy it to preserve the history. In its heyday, it averaged a murder a week, and it's really part of the wild, wild west. According to a website set up to sell the town, the region has been extremely well protected from diggers, artifact looters, and Mother Nature herself. Can it- I buy it and send my ex there? Let's okay. send him somewhere. <laughs> I would like to send him somewhere worse. Like Mars? No. What about Scotland? A- but it's a murder a week. They don't have any. Not anymore. Oh. Used to be back in the Wild West days. What if you're the only person there and it's a murder a week? I know. That's How long what was I you was there saying. for? I was Heather. there for seven days. Heather, we'll talk after the show. All right. Okay. It's old man Withers from the Amusement Arcade. <laughs> it's a bit right. Scooby Doo, isn't it? Yeah. A small amount of weed came out. They yeah. actually strained that out, I'm yeah. afraid. Ooh. It adds restoration has been undertaken on most of the buildings and the rest are in a state of protected arrested decay. These days, its owners do very little with the land, charging tourists $10 to take a look around. Wow. Spooky ghost town or I'll have a look around. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. That brings to an end around that is Ghosts. And hauntings. We now run into the round that we call UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. Michelle's on eight. I have now scored four, and Heather Morris is plumb in the middle like the meat of a sandwich on six. Novelist Kerry Haggard says residents of Aurora, Texas found a pilot who was not an inhabitant of this world when sifting through wreckage. Well, it is Texas, but that's a little strong. The U.S. government secretly exhumed an alien who was buried by locals after a UFO crashed in their town 120 years ago, an amateur historian has claimed. Kerry, 53, also runs his own vintage car restoration company, said, During my extensive three-year research in relation to the event, I discovered that in the early morning hours of April the 17th, 1897, a single alien spacecraft lost control over the skies of Texas. That is my birthday, of course, April the 17th. Mm -hmm. Although 1897, I was just a mere glint in my granddad's epididymis. It clipped the edge of a fast-moving windmill above the small town of Aurora, just north of Fort Worth. It veered into the path of the town's only water tower and crashed with a terrific explosion that was lucky (laughs) which awakened many of the residents that be the water tower there boy reported in both Tallis and Fort Worth newspapers of the time the story of the downed Aurora traveller was not the first of such occasions to be sure there were hundreds of UFO sightings witnessed and documented in newspapers throughout the old west beginning shortly after the Civil War from San Francisco to Louisiana, coming to a head in 1897. Our government is ruthless and corrupt, as I more than most know all too well. So maybe they have slipped in there and carted him away. This author claims that this is new information, and he's a historian and just uncovered this. I knew this 10 years ago, because (laughs) on the 16th of April, 1897, the day beforehand, this UFO was seen over Sleepy Eye in Minnesota. And in that newspaper article, it's one of the first ever UFO sightings recorded in American papers on that day, the 16th, the day before it even got to Texas. 
And in Sleepy Eye, which is a small town, if you know your stories of Little House on the Prairie, Sleepy Eye was the town they went and got their ribbons in and they did all their shopping back in the day. But Sleepy Eye used to have a kind of Roswell UFO type party on the 16th of April every year, all the way up until about the 1930s. So this guy's saying he found this. This was also on Ancient Aliens. I saw this on Ancient Aliens where they went to the cemetery in Aurora and they went to dig the body up to see if the alien was in fact buried there. And they got caught up in some paperwork and it would take another day for the paperwork to come through for it to be exhumed. They went back the following day and there was just a hole in the ground. Someone came along in the middle of the night and dug up the bodies and took them away before they got a chance to exhume them and no one knows where they went. Uh Uh-oh. It's remarkable times, Miss Morris. Victorian UFO or just a no-go? What have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? I've got something more interesting. What than a UFO in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? That's right. Is it cryptozoology? Maybe. Is it Bigfoot? Loch Ness Monster. Ooh, I had a Bigfoot, but I set him aside. The Yeti. Is it a chipacabra? Yeti. Is it a Chupacabra's cup of coffee? No, you're going to have to tell me what it is. A mom won't let her daughter sleep in her own bedroom after a mysterious object appeared on the bedroom wall. Is the it lo- a poster of David's soul? No, I thought you were going to say David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would give me nightmares and keep me awake all night. Oh, David Beckham. He's got a skeleton. He's got a few skeletons in the closet. Yeah. yeah, Victoria Beckham, I think her name is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the little girl spotted the weird thing and told her mom, who had absolutely no idea what it is. The strange object is a black or brown color and measures about five centimeters by three centimeters. What is that in American? Ten centimeters. 2.2 inches? Centimeters. Yes, it's five by three centimeters. What is that in American? Oh, what? No. It, Tiny. It's like I'm an confused. inch and a quarter by two inches. What, what Thank you, Chad. So you said that in centimeters, yes. you want it in inches. Yes, right. It's like the size of my hand. Oh, uh, okay. Well, in a bid to try to work out what it is, she shared a photo on the parenting website, Mumsnet. She wrote, darling husband just gone away for three days. Otherwise, he would talk me down, I'm sure. So she's not understanding what this object is on her daughter's wall. But right now, it's just me and the darling children. And I've opened my daughter's room to discover this. It's a nest or a chrysalis or something. Other parents are equally terrified. One wrote, good Lord. (laughs) I'm afraid I have no idea what that could be, but I don't think I'd be staying in the house. Never mind the room. So I applaud you for your bravery. Another added... Oh my god, this is horrible. I honestly am so We're moving around the country, aren't we? Yes. Yet I'm so terrified. And then another mum added, WTF, I'd be like firebombing my house if I found that. (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. Girlfriend. That was Heather's Chinese accent. <laughs> Very no, that's impressive. coming. That's coming. Others wanted her to poke it and see what happened. Poke it, Corey, and see what happens. I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> a woman replied to these suggestions saying, or I should say the woman replied saying, briefly considered poking, but I'm in charge of darling child. So if I fall over in horror, we're all a bit stuck. Some have suggested it could be a snail or a wasp nest. 
But a snail or a wasp nest. <laughs> that be one of them there snail wasp nests there, boy. Don't you go poking that stick. It's slow moving. Well, one row. So, cross between a wasp. It's and slow it's... moving and it ruins your summer drinks. Look at that snail moving up my drink. <laughs> That's ruined his Christmas. Yeah. Uh, one wrote, I think it's a snail too. I think he has been crushed so the stuff has stuck to his shell. But he has managed shell. To, <laughs> But he has managed to crawl up the wall. It isn't a nest. They don't stick to the walls like that. He's a poor injured snail who needs to be outside eating rhubarb. Another user with his rhubarb. Never tickle another man's rhubarb. Another user replied, "Definitely looks like a snail. They hibernate, so it's probably been hiding in a dusty nook in your house all winter, attic or somewhere." There, you have lots of snails in England, don't you? It's wet and damp. There's slugs and snails everywhere. It's like an invertebrate party. Well, another argued. What kind of mutant effing bombing snails are which you rolling of, around? Which part of Britain is that? <laughs> the rest of That's the UK. That's got to be Bristol. That's Surely Bristol. snails. Look at the shape for crying in the night. Oh, my God. You don't get any <laughs> points for acting. No points for acting. I, I believe that accent is the Isle of what? <laughs> Isle of White. Oh. <laughs> Miss <laughs> Morris, nil pois, nil pois. <laughs> Others had some possibly less helpful suggestions. One saying, that is not a snail. It's a portal to another world, and I'd move out. And another added, it really does look like a vertically mounted zoo turd with a crust of mold. A vertically mold. mounted zoo turd. <laughs> with a crust of mold. <laughs> Perhaps a zebra or giraffe wandered by. What, in Britain? <laughs> Roaming the plains right, of Salisbury? Yeah. Look at that one shopping in the Tesco's yeah. car park. It's got his head hanging out of the sunroof. Them giraffes. Honestly, my, my, I wouldn't let my daughter marry one. My favourite quote of them all was it's a haggis rarely seen outside of their native scotland i believe that is true the free roaming haggis wanders the plains of aberdeenshire it's similar to the kebab which reigns the plains of the cacao black mountains over turkey but then the haggis has shorter legs on one side, so it can easily traverse the mountain sides. But it can only go in one direction. She still has no clue what it I is. I have it's no hilarious. clue. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. I saw the great. Pictures. It's funny. That be one of them near wasp snails, or that's just wasp a, snails, or just a tall towel. <laughs> you decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now come to the round that we call "Not for Your Mother." So thank you for joining us on our social media platforms and on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you may be in the world. Why not cut and paste the link and share it with all of your friends and tell everyone you're listening to the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. And if you're on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you enjoy the show. This is the round we call not for your mother if your mother is of a nervous disposition. If she's in the room next door singing the greatest hits of Men at Work that's overkill of course i just yeah. like share that with you you can remove if you have small miners in the room you can also remove them as well if you're easily offended miss morris what have you got for me first tonight in the round of not for your mother get the bucket get the bucket poor oh. michelle Corrie's gonna go green she's gonna go down to be fair i don't think there was a single snort tonight and we didn't do any bunks so we're a bit short 
Ooh, should we add pukes to that? Puke. Uh, Wretch. Bell and Snow. Or Wretch. Attorneys to the I Stars. I'm so worried. Yeah. Let me have some more Tang Teeny. Oh, good. Tang Teeny. <laughs> when it comes to food and drink, it's always nice to try new things. And just because something says it's packed with health benefits, does that mean... That's what I tell him. Does that mean we, that we should buy it? <laughs> should we buy it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. An artist from Canada attempted to make this week at a street festival in Vancouver. He's done it in the streets. He has. He's making his own food. <sighs> Hot Dog Water Hot CEO dog. <laughs> Douglas Bevens <laughs> set up a booth at the Car Free Day Festival and started selling bottles of unfiltered hot dog water. Wiener water? For $38. Wiener water. Right. Wiener water for 38 bucks. Oh, maybe piece. it's organic. <laughs> I can make my own wiener water. It's been marinated, if that helps. Oh, God. <laughs> yep, you heard me right. It's hot dog water. That's water that has been used to cook hot dogs in. The nice. unusual beverage had a great selling point, though. Get it down, you sweet up. Check a look. As Douglas claimed it would help people lose weight. Make you look younger, increase brain function, and improve vitality. That yes. wiener water does. He's like a snake oil salesman going across the wild west in a wagon. Cures everything from baldness to impotency. Does, does it sound too good to be true? Oddly enough, everyone would be drinking hot dog water, wouldn't they? <laughs> That's because it is. bucks a <laughs> jug. Yeah, get a quart. <laughs> well, can you make it fizzy? <laughs> I want carbonated hot dog water. Can you blow bubbles in it? Ketchup in it. <laughs> oh, mustard water. Yeah. I'm doing a shot of ketchup with my hot dog water. Ooh, can I say horseradish? You can say whatever <gasps> you want. Well, the water was created as part of a stunt to highlight how easy it is to be led astray by misleading health marketing. Speaking to Global News, Douglas said the protein of the hot dog water helps your body uptake the water content and the sodium and all the things you need post-workout. Oh, chug on that mm. hot dog. Mm, I was only meant that. to take a small swig, but it all went down in one big lump. Mm. Oh. Wiener water. Wiener water for women. <laughs> Give me some of that there wiener water, boy. Is that the pitcher man? Is that that man pitcher man with the wiener water? You got a license for that wiener water? I'm going to call county law. The county law. <laughs> That's terrible. Do you need a license for selling wiener water? Is that like a lemonade stand? Maybe. Don't do it, though. Don't do it, Lee. Do not put wiener water on the corners. No. Fair's coming up. The fair is coming up. Wiener water. Did Corn you dog hear that story about uh, Country Time Lemonade offering to pay the legal bills of any uh, lemonade stands who get yeah, there was what, a, wieners? There was a lady. There was, I say a lady. She was an eight-year-old girl. God, the police called on her this week, didn't she? Because oh, someone said that. she wasn't getting a license. Paying taxes, yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. Well, anyway, this guy says we've requ we've created a recipe. Having a lot of people put a lot of effort into research and a lot of people with backgrounds in science creating the very best version of hot dog water that we could. Mm. 
Do you do Oscar Mayer wiener water or do you do the what Polish wiener water? Polish wiener water. Or I like kosher. Kosher. Kosher, oh, kosher wiener, wiener water. water. I'm thinking it's similar to like a dirty martini where they put the juice of the olives in. Could you have like a dirty martini? <gasps> a weenie teeny. Yes. A weenie teeny. I don't want a weenie teeny. Well, I, I'm sure I if do. you write a nice letter to Santa Claus. I've had a teeny weenie and I got rid of them. Yes. How was your divorce? <laughs> and you could put cocktail wieners in it instead of olives. Yes. Oh, God. This is going Shaken so and not wrong. stirred. This is wrong. It's mm. all wrong. A flyer mm. advertising the water contained testimonials from professionals, including one by a Dr. Cynthia Dringus. A noble <laughs> dingus, <laughs> white Doctor Dringus. Let me look at your wiener water. You must be warming all their blouse. <laughs> a Nobel Prize winning nutritionalist, a Nobel said, Prize winning, Nobel we've just, we've Prize just winning, a Nobel Prize winning scientist. Oh, I'm sorry, Doctor Dingus. That hot dog water is the new coconut water, Doctor Dingleberry. Wait a second, so wiener water is better than nut water oh god all almond milk yes the fine point on the flyer debunked the stunt saying hot dog water and its <sighs> absurdity helps to encourage critical thinking related to the product marketing we need some and idea the significant role it can play on your purchasing choices but the crazy part is i have to tell you that a lot of people actually bought it a lot of people bought the hot dog water a lot. And the guy actually sold hot dog lip balm, breath spray, and body fragrance just to show how freaking gullible people Did were. Did you say breath spray? That's right. So you can wake up every morning to the refreshing taste of hot dog. Of a wiener in nice. your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> wiener, hot dog water, or that don't taste quite like how it ought to. <laughs> no. Torture ship, bondage, and fetish boat party oh, in Germany. Yeah. Always Germany, isn't it? I'm in... Yeah. Hundreds of fetish fans gathered in southern Germany this weekend to embark on a boat party with a leather twist. (laughs) If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, your first drink of the night is now on Miss Corrie. (laughs) Whoop, whoop. The torture ship is the world's largest fetish BDSM party taking place on a moving barge and has been cruising Lake Constance every summer for the last 22 years. You wouldn't be one of them with the cleaners that go in afterwards, would you? Imagine that docks and everyone leaves and you're standing there with a bucket and a mop. How bad do things have to be? You're not running away, are you? That's the problem. If some big hairy German comes after you wearing leather and a ball gag, you all you've got is jumping. And you're dressed like a maid and they got you all mistaken. They're called bears. I don't know the terminology, Maurice. You seem to be doing very well. I uh, very well, very well. Very well. <laughs> me, me with a ball gag on a German felony, my reputation. What are they thinking? Mm. The annual event sees some five hundred people taking part in a one-night boat trip. Although this year's numbers were slightly diminished due to the German Sweden World Cup match on Saturday. Yeah. As well as the hundreds of participants, a large number of spectators had gathered in Friedrichshafen, 
Freddy Shaft. Mm-hmm. On Saturday to watch the passengers embark, attendees who had paid 65 euros for a ticket were dressed up in various attire, including head-to-toe latex and eye-wateringly tight corsets. Some opted to hide their identities behind gimp masks or huge <gasps> What's corset. a gimp mask? I'll show One you those later. black ones with only like a mouth hole with a zipper on it. Wow. I think I've been, I heard once... Yeah, See? you think that's what the package said when you <laughs> I read the package and thought, well, she's a busy girl. She's got three working offices. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, God. You're a gimpanzee. Mm-hmm. Some opted to hide their identities using horse heads and gimp masks, complete with bridle and reins. After taking off from Friedrichshafen, <laughs> the ship crossed Lake Constance, known as Bodensee in Germany, and docked in the city of Constance early on Sunday morning. Organisers say the boat trip attracts BDSM and fetish fans from all over the world. The torture ship suffered a slight regulation set back in 2014 and the traditional dark room for sexual encounter. Can you imagine going into a room that's pitch black? With You'd be that, getting more than hot dog water, wouldn't you? That's the studio. As well. <laughs> the back room. Come into my studio. Come and see my recording equipment. Talk into my microphone. <laughs> Look at my soundboard. They had to ban the beds on board as well, apparently. They had to take all the beds out due to regulations in 2014. I'm not going on a German torture boat or make way undressed as a goat. You decide. Go to our oh, Facebook site. God. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Curry, what have you got for me tonight in the round mm. of NFM? More couples are turning to cannabis to boost their sex life. But can your vagina really get high? What? Let me test like a... this theory out. Yeah. Why does it look like a cold turkey? <laughs> I love this show. I love... This show, I'm going to go and What's get an onion. What's your story about? I have a question. About putting... Cocaine. <laughs> in, uh, on no. your intimate body parts. Not Is cocaine. It... Weed. Weed. Yeah. It was Errol Flynn that put cocaine on his What happens when your JJ gets the munchies? <gasps> oh, Has anyone got... seen the dog? I've got a hungry Gina. <laughs> 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 well, that's lucky because I've got a hot dog with mustard. <laughs> Feed it. Feed me. I'll do your summer sausage. (laughs) Come into the dark room. (laughs) No. It's like the little shop of horrors. No, never again. I'm not calling your bit Seymour. (laughs) Seymour. I'm going to call it Seymour from now on. Great. Mm -hmm. Good times. You'd be forgiven for thinking partners are smoking marijuana to help them relax in the bedroom. But actually, more and more women are opting for cannabis sprays and creams applied directly to the land down under. Wow. So I'm rubbing your bits in cannabis oil. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Many claim the substance relaxes their vaginal muscles while providing warmth and comfort, leading to better and more intense orgasms. And then it becomes hungry. (laughs) What if you went to work and your (laughs) vagina failed a drugs test? (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean, that's the litmus test, isn't it? Puff, puff, give. (laughs) I think it probably just gives women a better excuse to giggle in the bedroom. Mm. 
Mm. I don't think they need any excuse to giggle in your bedroom. <laughs> oh! <laughs> They're dubbed canisexuals. People who are using cannabis products, often non-psychoactive, in the bedroom to enhance sexual pleasure. Lovely. The term canisexuals was coined by sex counselor Ashley Manta from California who began a sex therapy and education practice using cannabis in 2013. Essentially, it is all about combining cannabis and sex mindfully, she said, choosing what products or strains you want to consume or apply to your body in order to enhance pleasure and intimacy and to increase comfort and confidence. The problem with using cannabis oils, you know where, is that the effects haven't been studied. Some studies have linked smoking cannabis to erectile dysfunction, but directly applying cannabis products is somewhat of an unknown territory. We don't know how the vagina absorbs the substances, or if it even can. In Let's other, hope so. Yeah, try it. Hey, did you know you actually can become drunk if you pour alcohol down there? You can get drunk. Why but... would you want to do that? I've seen it on TV. You can, you can put alcohol in your eye. I've seen people putting shots in their eye. No. I have. You can do that. Absolutely. Errol Flynn, as I mentioned earlier, used to put cocaine on his... Uh, Willis? Carrot and onions, and it used to... Uh, Stew? Yes. It used to perform very well, apparently, under those circumstances. Is it like Viagra? Apparently. 1940s Viagra, apparently. Bit of cocaine on the old... You don't do a line off of a Willis, do you? Not recently, no. Not since I was at university. (laughs) Wow! (laughs) (laughs) And that was in a dark room as well, I might add. Wow. In other words, there's no telling how a cannabis product put on your vagina will affect your vagina's health. Yes, and we don't want bad health, do we? No. Can you imagine being one of the FDA scientists studying that? Let's get a grant. It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. You're a damn doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have a look at you then, sweetheart. Open up. Start applying. (laughs) I can't see any water. (laughs) I can't see any cannabis, but you're going on a long journey. You're going to meet a tall, dark stranger and be lucky with money, Miss Morris. I just a second. I'm thinking. Mm. You're imagining this scenario, are you? Well, if my gina gets the munchies, yes. Do I then get a chunky gina? Mm. Well, it's something to ponder, isn't it? Yeah. Who wants a chunky gina? There are more questions than answers. <laughs> what have you got for me last tonight in the round, Miss Morris, of Not For Your Mother? It's an age-old question, isn't it? Yes. I know. What would you do if people kept having sex in your hedge? Um, <laughs> set up a, some sort of hunting camera. Yeah. I would put an electric fence in it. <laughs> all right. Well, since we're all here, what would you do, Chad? I'd build another hedge. <laughs> <laughs> Might take a while for your hedge to grow there, Chad. To be fair, a bird in the a bird in the hand is worth two in the hedge. <laughs> oh. oh, I love this show. What I love this show. Wrong with you? Well, that's what one British mum is asking other parents after discovering that a raunchy couple are getting a kick out of getting it. Oh, let's get it on in her garden. A woman who goes by the username Urk. That's <laughs> not how it sounds. Can you spell it? 
<laughs> All righty then. E U R G H. Go on. Erk. <laughs> well, it's er, uh, as in like Chris de Burr. Er. Uh. Are you looking at me as if I'm mental? I like mine better. Leave my vernacular alone. <laughs> well, she revealed in an online forum that people are having sex in the hedge at the bottom of her garden and she doesn't know what to do about it. Every few nights, people, I assume the same too, keep having sex in the hedge, which divides my back garden from the road behind me. Spanish or Russian? I'm confused. She added, it's pretty brazen because there's no real cover to hide under every few nights. I'd be sitting on my, with my new rescue dog who's going erf erf and letting her potter Wait, about. Is her username named after what are the noise her dog makes? Yes, Probably. I believe it's Omnomatopoeia. <laughs> Omnomatopoeia, what? Yes. Omnomatopoeia. Mm, I don't know what that's from, but it sounds awesome. Anyway, and then I'll hear in my hedge it's making groany, sexy noises. <laughs> You're lucky Moses' hedge caught fire. <laughs> Why does his hedge creak? <laughs> I'm so. I'm so you can't tempted. stand it, you need to leave. I'm so oh, tempted gone. to cough loudly. <laughs> yeah, that's going to stop me if I'm getting to the finishing post. Or say something, but for some reason, I just keep quiet like a mouse. And I feel weird listening to the other people's sexy noises. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get it. Get it. So I ask you, what would you do? What would I do? Well, yeah, what would you do? Set up a camera. Well, a whole host of moms were quick to share their suggestions on how to deal with the cheeky pair. Many were in favor of turning the garden hose or a water pistol on the couple. One user said, I decided it was time for my hedge had a good watering on the hose and hose them. What country is this? <laughs> Just get what country are we? Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Was, oh, it was Czech. Of course it is. Others, what was I thinking? Others thought that she should get her dog involved. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> to be, I cried when that dog, dog? died. <laughs> is your dog trained to fetch? Could you maybe lob a ball? <laughs> Or a stick <clears throat> or something in the hedge and get your dog to go in after it and then Lube. see what fun ensues. A perfect weather to encourage a pest in a particular area to encourage your dog to go to the toilet there. <laughs> go to the toilet. <laughs> That's the sound of you straining, is it? She you should go more. to the toilet you there. You need more fiber in your diet. <laughs> Another popular suggestion included doing a David Attenborough commentary whenever the pair were at it. Here as well we as see <laughs> the mating couple appear for the first time after the spring hibernation period. That would be hilarious. You can see the male dancing around the female who appears uninteresting at this moment. As well Ooh, She's as not going to be happy with that one. No. As well as giving the pair and a set of applause after they're done. Yay! Yeah, hold on. No, no. This, this is what you want to do. <laughs> Be real critical. <laughs> yeah, I can't help thinking you need to slow the strokes down. Bring diagrams yeah. out there. Pie chart. <laughs> well, if all else fails, somebody said just to shout at him. I prefer all the funny ones myself. 
Wow. A bush that's check? Or what the heck? Get off of my bush. Get off of my bush. And into my car. Beep, beep. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place. I've crashed my UFO into Water Tower in Texas. And I've only scored a rather miserable, depressing six. In second place, she's trod on one of them there wasp snails and it's made a mess of the bedroom carpet <laughs> floor. Is Miss Morris. But in resplendent first place, winning the $33,000 eye camera and a poster of David Beckham on 10 remarkable points is Miss Michelle Corey. Thank you. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, or you can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. Remember, we now jump over to SoundCloud and do an extra 25 minutes of the show in a round we call Not For Your Mother, laden with filth and innuendo that we can't read out on air that's soundcloud.com mqta radio my gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris Jaton drain and michelle Corey, chad peters and all at the international paranormal society at inparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and mufon of minnesota and remember go now to podcastawards.com and vote for MQTA Radio, but it only opens on Sunday. You've been listening to more questions and answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host, Adrian Lee. We are the very best in paranormal news, radio, entertainment, the light before the darkness. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. <laughs>